Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1782. Fasted Cardio, Benefits, Myths, and Results, part two, by Christian Finn of muscleevo.net. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Hey there, happy Sunday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors and always with permission from the sites, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday, so if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That was episode 1781. But if you're all caught up, let's jump right in and hear part two and continue optimizing your life. Fasted Cardio, Benefits, Myths, and Results, Part Two, by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. Why fasted cardio doesn't accelerate fat loss. There are only a handful of studies to look at the long-term effects of fasted cardio on body composition. All show pretty much the same thing. Doing your workouts on an empty stomach is unlikely to have much of an impact on the speed at which fat is lost. When a team of researchers looked at the effect of four weeks of cardio performed in a fed or fasted state, It was only fasted cardio that led to a decrease in body fat percentage. At first glance, this looks to be a ringing endorsement for working out while fasting. But when you dig into the details, the results are a lot less impressive. In fact, the amount of extra fat lost, less than one half of one pound, was very small. Any differences between the groups could have been due to the fact that body fat calipers, which aren't very accurate, were used to track changes in body composition. In a follow-up study, 20 young women were assigned to one of two groups, a fasted group that performed 50 minutes of walking or jogging three times a week after an overnight fast, or a group that ate breakfast before exercise. The meals were provided in the form of a shake that contained 250 calories, 40 grams of carbs, 20 grams of protein, and half a gram of fat. After four weeks, 
there was no significant difference in the amount of fat lost between the two groups. In a similar trial, this time using high-intensity interval training or HIT workouts rather than steady-state cardio, researchers from Canada's McMaster University looked at the impact of fasted versus fed exercise in two groups of overweight and obese women. Both groups performed 18 sessions of high-intensity exercise, sprint interval training specifically, for six weeks. They also consumed an identical breakfast, an energy bar, yogurt, and orange juice, which provided a total of 439 calories on training days. However, while one group ate the meal 60 minutes before training, group two exercised in a fasted state and ate their meal 60 minutes after the workout. After six weeks, both groups lost an average of 1.3 pounds of fat, but there was no difference in the amount of fat lost between the fed and fasted groups. Women who hit the gym before breakfast lost no more fat than women who exercised one hour after eating. In short, the beneficial effect of fasted exercise on fat metabolism doesn't translate into a significant increase in the rate of fat loss over time. The potential benefits of fasted cardio. This doesn't mean there are no benefits to fasted cardio, and it may provide an advantage for certain people in certain situations. Some researchers, for example, think that fasted exercise provides greater metabolic health benefits than fed cardio. I've also seen solid arguments in favor of carbohydrate periodization, where some of your training, like longer, low-intensity, steady-state work, is done with a low carbohydrate availability, while the more intense workouts, say shorter bouts of high-intensity interval training, are done with a higher carbohydrate availability. The idea is that purposely doing some of your training in a fasted state with low glycogen stores, the name for carbohydrate stored in your body, can boost performance when you eventually compete with carbohydrate reserves fully restored. But this is more helpful for those that want to improve endurance performance rather than to drop fat more quickly. Bodybuilders have been using fasted cardio as part of their pre-contest preparations for decades. In some, but not all cases, training and nutrition practices that have survived for many years do so because they're effective. While fasted exercise doesn't appear to affect the total amount of fat you lose, it may increase the amount of fat lost from certain areas of your body. After an overnight fast, subcutaneous or under-the-skin abdominal fat is being broken down more quickly, possibly because of lower insulin levels and an increase in blood flow. This increase in blood flow has a couple of potential benefits. For one, hormones that trigger the breakdown of stored fat will have an easier time getting to the fat cells in the first place. Second, once the fat has been mobilized, an improved blood flow makes it easy for the free fatty acids to be shuttled away and oxidized or burned off elsewhere. While working out on an empty stomach is unlikely to help you lose more fat compared to the same amount of exercise performed in a fed state, it may have an effect on regional fat loss, making it easier to get rid of fat from certain areas of your body. Intermittent fasting and exercise. Fasted cardio is also a good fit for people doing the 16-8 method of intermittent fasting, where you wake up in the morning, do some cardio, then have something to eat around noon. In general, most studies show that intermittent fasting performs no better than continuous calorie restriction when it comes to weight loss. However, there is some research to show that skipping breakfast and then exercising in a fasted state can reduce your overall calorie intake for the rest of the day. There is a degree of individual variability from person to person, and not everyone is going to respond in the same way. But combining some form of intermittent fasting with fasted cardio is certainly an approach worth experimenting with. 
Final thoughts. So what's the bottom line? Should you do fasted cardio to lose weight? If you're doing it because you think it's gonna help you lose fat faster, then no. There's very little research to support the idea that fasted exercise, be it fasted cardio or fasted weight training, is dramatically more effective for fat loss than the same amount of exercise done after a meal. But on the flip side, there's no compelling evidence to suggest that working out before eating increases the risk of muscle loss either. If you don't like fasted cardio, and doing so makes it less likely that you'll make it to the gym on a regular basis, there isn't much point in switching to morning workouts solely for their fat-burning benefits. Staying consistent with your training outweighs most other things when it comes to getting in shape, and you need to pick a training time that works for you. Whether or not you work out on an empty stomach or after a meal is a decision that can be left to personal preference. High-intensity workouts may well feel a lot harder if you're doing them on an empty stomach, but as far as improving your body composition is concerned, there doesn't seem to be any great harm or benefit to one or the other. You just listened to part two of the post titled Fasted Cardio, Benefits, Myths, and Results by Christian Finn of MuscleEvo.net. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I really appreciated the author's, Christian's, even-handed approach to this topic. For some, fasted cardio may be helpful. For others, they may find it hard to get through a workout on an empty stomach. Then, as I always say, there are those that may want to avoid fasted cardio altogether, like those that are pregnant, children, and those with diabetes. Personally, I find that I perform at my best with one cup of plain coffee and one small banana about an hour before a workout. Oh, and plenty of water, of course. All right, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you have a great rest of your day and holiday weekend for those of us in the U.S. And I'll see you in just a moment with a bonus episode where your optimal life awaits.